1: You're listening to Two Chunks and a Hunk, movie musings for mostly everybody. Hello and welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders and this week I'm your hunk.
2: I'm Doge, and you have chosen to sacrifice a Whoa, celestial
0: what? for the
2: people of this planet. <laughs> I will spare them, but your memories will show me if they are worthy to live, and I will return for Chunkment. <laughs> chunkment. That was Kevin's cookie monster impression <laughs> from The Office. <laughs> I was thinking Optimus Prime accidentally, but I'll take that At too. the end,
1: was definitely Optimus Prime accidentally. Hey guys, I'm Carter, and I've watched humans destroy each other when I could stop it all in a heartbeat. <laughs> Do you know what that does to someone over centuries? Could our mission have been a mistake? Are we really helping these people? What am I doing? Build a better world. <laughs> we're just like <laughs> We're just like the soldiers down there. I'm being Scottish, not Irish. <laughs> you're Scotty of, from Star Trek. Uh, Chokes uh, to their leaders it by loyalty. No, that's a dead on Druick. Chill.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh Chill. That's true. He says. The, the guy who works on the engines of the Enterprise in Star Trek? <laughs> Druick. Yeah. yeah. I love Druick. The druic guy who from lives Star in a Trek. swamp. With we
1: his need more kindness. Donkey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry for everything hey jordan jordan hmm. what about it dude why are you honking up man? yeah tell us well for the past five and a half years of my marriage we've slept in a bed that was my wife's childhood bed um oh. i say childhood loosely it was her end of high school bed it was the, it was the bed frame right it was a new not mattress the, right yeah it was the old
2: mattress.
1: maddie yeah ew <laughs> <laughs> new maddie um this is where I would plug our mattress company if they were paying for an ad, but they're not, so I'm not going to plug them, but they're great. Sorry about that. Hang you. on. Really um, quick.
2: I'm going to Google how to apply for a mattress ad. Just in general or with my mattress it's piece? It's I bet it's tough yeah. than needle. Go
1: ahead. No doubt. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's what this one is. We got two now because we uh, we finally upgraded. I'm the hunk because I'm sleeping like a king finally. You The king you are, you king. Sleeping like the Mm. king I be. Sleep sleep on it, king. Uh, Got a king-size bed and uh, it is… It's pretty great. You want to hear something sweet? And it's going to be sad someday. But Chelsea and I are still queening it up. Mm -hmm. We're we're in a queen. Mm -hmm. And Nana, our dog who's about 75 pounds, sleeps with us. Mm. And we've slept with Nana in a king before. And we were like, you know what? We miss the cuddles. (laughs) <laughs> we miss mm-hmm. having to barely get any space. Mm-hmm. On queen there's a lot bed. of there's a lot of meat in that bed.
0: Just yeah. a lot of I sleep,
1: individuals. A I I, bit of flesh. Callie and I sleep in our bed with a 12 pounds cat, so well, <laughs> little a little different. A little bit different. Uh no matter how big the bed is, uh, we discovered that he just walks straight to my ankles and lays down on my ankles every single <laughs> night. You know, that's not too bad though. He's winter the heat months. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So but yeah, well, congrats bed. on
2: the king bed. Thanks. It yeah. uh, was that like was that like easy to put together all by yourself?
1: Yeah, Doge. I in exchange for tacos, Doge came and uh, basically put my entire bed frame together uh, because I am doo doo garbage at that
2: kind of thing. Listen, well, so I was just doing what any, I'm not. I mean, I'm not a hero. <laughs> I want to be
1: clear that I offered to make Doge the hunk for this, and it got passed. I was over. just
2: doing what anybody would do. Sure. You know, I don't feel like I should get rewarded for. You know, stepping in and helping people just, who just being a good friend, you know, I was just taking care of people who can't take care of themselves. I bought, you know, it's like we, we bought a dozen it's tortillas, it's not altruism.
1: <laughs> we went to Rosa's and bought a dozen tortillas Ooh. alongside our other meal, and uh, there were four of us eating, and we bought a dozen tortillas, and Doge and I uh ate five each. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's yeah. amazing! Yeah. Aaron, we're not called two skinny boys in a hunk. I'll tell you that right now. That's right. Well, and we're all chunks, so we're not going to try that's and act like That's a valid point. That's very very good. <laughs> that's why you. we rotate. That's, well, you had a chance to defend me a little bit, but you didn't even get close. So that's fine.
2: <laughs> no, dude. No, you're so Let's good. Let's do this no, whole movie so thing. Oh, you're so no, skinny. You're great.
1: <laughs> wow, dude. You're so skinny. Oh, my goodness. You're so skinny, dude. <laughs> It lives separately from any series. It is on its own, and it is truly the great separator between the two because a new Marvel movie has hit theaters, yeah. and we're talking One about it today.
2: More powerful and far younger, <laughs> and it, we're we're about to talk. That was a Star Wars. No, I know. Star I got Wars. it. We got Soon it. Soon, I will have a new apprentice. <laughs> Fresh. You- and sexual. Do <laughs> you remember oh the God. emperor?
1: <laughs> That's just the vibe of that line to me.
2: God. The vibe of that line is gross. Soon I will have a new apprentice. One more down to climb.
1: <laughs> Please stop. Please stop. <laughs> and, stop. And, and this one's nasty. One far <laughs> freakier. Oh. Uh, uh, so anyway, as you can probably guess, the movie we're talking about today is called Eternals. Eternals. The, it, is it the Eternals? It's just it's Eternals. Eternals. It's, it's just Eternals. Eternals. It's like Eagles. Mm. Wait. It's the Eagles.
2: It's Defo, not the Eagles.
1: No, that can't be right.
2: Boys. It's you, you are the conflating. Eagles. Boys.
1: You know those great bands like Boys. Beatles, Eagles. No, no, boys. It's just what?
2: Eagles. What? No, it's just Eagles. They're that wic- says. Okay, look, Wikipedia. The title of the article is Eagles (parentheses band), so you don't confuse it with the bird. Sure. The first paragraph says the Eagles are an American rock band, but it is just Eagles. If you look them up on the, I will maybe let this slide.
1: Wikipedia is not really. Spotify is a much better source.
2: Check it. Eagles I don't hear on- on Spotify. There
1: it is. That's great. Thank you. What does Beatles do? Is it The Beatles? Mm -hmm. What if your world gets turned upside down too? Just like ours was and it's just Beatles. Take that, Carter.
2: It's The the Beatles. Beatles. They got an article. Okay.
1: I love Brandon Flowers' band, Killers. (laughs) Just because you said that, I have to check. It's The Killers for sure. I can see the Hot Fuss uh, album art in my brain. It is The Killers. It is
2: just Frey though. No, it's not. It's not.
1: Frey. <laughs> How, f- f- so my favorite song by Frey, How Save Life. How <laughs> Save Life. How Save Life. Where I Go Wrong, Lost Friend. I, I mean, I have to imagine everybody listening is uh, pins and needles at this yeah, point. I can't, for believe, anything, can't believe people have anything it besides off. this discussion to be happening. <laughs> can't wait. Doge, please give us a synopsis so we can start talking about this movie.
2: You know, I would love to. This. IMDb synopsis has no author, which means it sprung fully formed from the robot factory of Arishem, like Thena. Very good. Nice. Following the events of Avengers Endgame 2019, an unexpected tragedy forces the Eternals, ancient aliens who have been living on Earth in secret for thousands of years, out of the shadows to reunite against mankind's most ancient enemy, the Deviants. Yeah, that'll work. And that's it. That's That'll the work. Yeah. That's great.
1: I feel like these early ones are always so literal. Like when the movie had just come out. Mm-hmm. We yeah. don't really get to get Reganis. is writing pretty consistently. And we ha- he hasn't yeah. like made it to the queue just yet.
2: Nick Reganis is still working on the Eternals one. It's 100%. on draft two. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, um, Richard Madden was born to play a superhero, huh? <laughs> I mean, he caught me here feeling way better as a as a demigod than a… A prince. Yeah. A king. Yeah. Uh man, he fit really well. And it almost feels like Chloe or whoever wrote it thought the same thing when we had a kid reference to him as Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, but he looks yep. great. He looks really good. Born for the part. I mean, absolutely. The jawline, the face, the voice. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. His little actually, Mr.
1: Fantastic uh white streak too was fun. Yup. Yep. I there. actually think he is uh, I think Icarus in this movie is the best on-screen Superman we've ever had.
2: Yeah. Yeah. In order to just further solidify my reputation as somebody who hates DC, I don't think that I've quite earned that. I like a lot of DC stuff. Love the books. I think that Icarus does much cooler stuff than any Superman we've seen. Even the way he flies, the way he moves is like You're saying also the way he looks, or are you saying as a whole? As a whole,
1: like the representation okay. of the okay. powers I, and the way things go. I'm in I'm think, in on that. I think Henry Cavill looks will never no one like, look more like yeah. Superman than Henry. Henry Bell. looks okay. like Superman. Icarus yeah, yeah, yeah. Is doing Superman stuff better?
2: Yeah. Than anything I think if we've you deep on this, yeah. if you deep fake on Cavill's that. face onto this body, that's the best Superman.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm there.
2: Right, that's I'm ideal there. Superman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much so. Totally. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of DC, it. it's a little bit a little bit weird to bring them up here because the Eternals were created by uh, comic writer Jack Kirby mm-hmm. when he returned to Marvel. He had yeah. been at DC. He created the characters called the New Gods, and we got a little bit of New God teasing honestly a lot of new God stuff in ZSJL in Zack Snyder's justice league with granny goodness and Steppenwolf and all those guys and dark side, those are new gods characters. Uh, and then when he, when Jack Kirby came up to Marvel, he was like, dang, I really liked all that new God stuff. Let me just kind of do a Marvelized version of it. And that's yep. when we got celestials and eternals and deviants. <laughs> and it's funny to me that, I don't know, it's, it's just interesting or maybe competing studio strategies To see DC sort of go for that in Justice League and then shy away from it and then Marvel go for it, you know, almost 20 years in, 15 years in and fully be like, yeah, it's this weird ancient alien stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So but I don't know. I thought it was interesting. Let's just attack
1: it head on. Let's just go ahead and be aggressive with it right out of the gate. This movie has a 6.9 6. out of 10 on IMDb, a very low rating on Rotten Tomatoes. And we discussed previously, we're not afraid. Our official two-chunk stance is this movie is rated so low currently because of racists and homophobes. Absolutely I mean, 100%. It's, it's really bad. And here's the thing too. If this isn't, and that's not to say- If it's not if your the, cup of tea, that's cool. That's fine. But it does yeah. feel like this is- this is crazy. It's crazy yes. how low that… You, it you is, are lying it is to yourself more than if you me. think it's that low. It is almost 15% at the time I looked at it, 15% lower rated than Thor The Dark World on Rotten Tomatoes. which that is, bananas. is insane to me. This is a That's much better thing. film if than you, that. If you watch this movie and you're like, not really my cup of tea, not for me, that is fine. Great. Totally you fine. That. If you are Marvel dunking has 30 this movie on the of because them. there are gay characters and racial diversity in the cast… Mm, get out. No, no yeah. it's simple. No when, way. When anybody ever mentions that before, and we have the right to this strong opinion because we've got the platform. If you want yeah, to have the microphone front on our face right face now. Too. So it's like, um, if people ever talk to me about that, then I say, okay, so what to you is the alternative? Sure. So let's put it in these words. So you would prefer we go back yeah. to having all white people. That's literally what you're saying. All mm-hmm. white, straight people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. And then you attend which church? <laughs> Are you a member of? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Which which is your God? Okay, interesting. You know, it's like, and, and yeah. if we're heated, it's because there's some legitimate fire here. I cannot yeah. believe. And, it, and you know what's So that's why I love that this movie has already made over $160 million because who gives a rip? Nobody cares what these people went in and, and did on Rotten Tomatoes because this movie is still probably going to be number two this yeah. year, number yeah. three. I mean, it might beat Dune. It's already I I had a be hotter— Dune. Because Dune had, you know, what we were alluding to long, long ago. A simultaneous stream on HBO mm-hmm. really hurt it. And Eternals announced two or three months ago, we're strictly theaters, and this is what happens yep. in the holiday season yep. when people are yep. feeling more safe. Now their five-year-olds can get a vaccination. Yep. Now we've got all these boosters. I think. I think yeah. it's coming back. This has felt the most like—
2: even just a, in the past. An informal straw poll of the parking lot. I had to park way farther mm, away same. from the theater. I did too. A few weeks too. later after I saw Dune. No, I want to be very film. clear because
1: I don't want to put out the wrong messaging here. I want to be very clear that the messaging of our opinion of the rating of this movie is that uh, j- just to overstate what I'm saying, I'm not saying if you don't like this movie that you are a racist or a homophobe. No, not at all. I am not. saying that if you don't like this movie because you are a racist or a homophobe, that's a bad opinion, and you should That's feel a bad, bad reason about to it. not like a movie. A yeah, you should, you're, like a bad, movie. you're a bad, you're a bad opinion haver, and you should you should feel bad about it. Is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, for good. That's the end of the episode. So, uh, That's it, guys, next week, it. let's drop the him. mic.
2: This movie feels like it was made for me exclusively. Doge, I was thinking about you so much the whole time. This is like it's got just enough like interesting, weird sci-fi that I'm hooked. It's got just enough, like, on-screen depictions of the gates of ancient Babylon, which is cool and really hooks me. <laughs> yeah, it's got yes. enough references to ancient mythology and religion, which really hooks me. And it's got just enough Dan Brownification of world events that I'm like, man, that's pretty interesting. It feels like I left that movie being like, I don't know that anything has been more made for me that I've ever seen. Hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Very good. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does sort of
2: have all your different flavors that you like. It sure pumpkin, does, doesn't it? It sure does. They made a chili just for me. Mm. Two weeks ago, you about know, chili. it
1: was it was. <laughs> it's a pump for me, and was meh, pretty close to a super pump. But I think it's so clever. I love that the Eternals are basically crediting themselves for. The stories of different gods through different mm-hmm. cultures. Mm-hmm. It works. I think it's fun. I it's think very it's fast Absolutely. Uh, and yeah. I think that that portion of it was handled really well. And it was like, okay, cool. Especially for you know, I know nothing about it except for what the Great Alamo Draft House gave me for the thirty minutes before. I know nothing about the Eternals. So to be able to jump straight into something, and again, Marvel has when Marvel made Thor. That's that's probably why Thor. I'm Thor is way higher on my list than I think these other two guys in, in the Marvel Universe. Because of uh, it, it was such a risk. I sure. think completely going to a different world. Uh, and and we gotta remember, guys, Iron Man wasn't really that big a deal. It was all Batman and Superman. Nobody's wearing yeah. Iron Man anything. That comes out. Then we do Thor. So Eternals for me was like, here's a whole nother world. Yeah. Guardians is another great example of that, of something that's even outside of of our earth in an in a sense, right? They they have a home here, yeah. but they they do their business other places. But to kind of get fed this uh this narrative, I, I was in. I was like, this, this, I can totally see how this could line up with the rest of the Marvel universe. I think sure. it was done really well. Yeah. Nothing felt super reachy to me. I agree. And a lot of the a lot of the complaints about the movie from a film perspective have been that it I have seen both it does not feel enough like a Marvel movie, and it feels like more of the same from Marvel. Like the consensus seems <laughs> to be that like however you however different people received this was coming from two different directions. It felt very it just, at home in the Marvel universe to me. Yeah. Um, it definitely visually was a little different. It it, it was more, uh, not grayscale, but just a little more desaturated and a little more yeah. Man of Steel-ish. That's um, Chloe. It feels
2: very gorgeous. It's a gorgeous yeah. movie. Chloe, Chloe was pretty adamant that... Uh, she, she was like, I don't want this to look like the other Marvel super soundstage-y.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, mm-hmm. Age of Ultron really comes to mind where everything is just like saturation turned up to 150%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like a coloring book. For sure. And she yeah. wanted this to look more like a Chloe Zhao film, which yeah. it definitely does, right? I was expecting mm-hmm. Francis McDormand to be walking along the beach there at the end. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, this, is, this
1: is the blindest I've ever gone into a Marvel movie. I know the least about The Eternals. I know less about The Eternals than I've known about any Marvel movie Thus far in the MCU, I think, cool, um, like less background information and stuff like that. So it was it was a treat. It was interesting to learn about some new characters. Um, Richard Madden and Gemma Chan are immensely talented. I really really mm-hmm. enjoyed Icarus, and I really really enjoyed Cersei. I don't feel like there was almost any on stream rom- on screen romantic chemistry between the two of them. Hmm. It's not my super dump. Yeah, but I don't feel like. From 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 such immense talent there, they've been in love for five thousand years. Yeah, you'd think that there would be a little more of a spark between the two. Yeah, you know what? I felt it, but I definitely didn't feel it as much as some of the stuff we've gotten recently. As yeah. much as Wanda Vision, you know, I, I it didn't feel like the same relationship
2: between between yeah. those two. Um, I mean, outside of outside of Wanda and Vision, I don't think Marvel's really done a lot of romance at all. Sure, yeah. certainly not well. Sure, yeah. I think. Well, it's I mean, hard. D- is this
1: our this is our first Wii Sports. Is
2: this our first Wii Sports in a Marvel movie? It is. Yes.
1: I mean, we saw nah, Tony uh, Stark
2: did some Wii Sports in Iron Man One before it was a Disney company. They did Wii Sports in almost every one of them. Oh uh, well, first I remembered a long time because I guess it's been a
1: long time. I thought it but, was the first. I thought I had read that it was the first Wii Sports scene.
2: Mm-hmm. Who's your Wii, Who's your Wee Sports guy? They're lying to you. <laughs> you gotta get back trying, trying to Wii sports get you in the door. door <laughs> um, <laughs> it feels.
1: It feels too early for me to start super dumping and super pumping. You say that every Go. week.
0: So
1: it's uh, fine. well but I'm good. I know I say it every week, but this time I mean it and I'm going to hang on. Uh,
2: for- less than, no, less than 60 minutes from now. You have to do it. <laughs> that's, it's not too early. You have less than an hour in which you can do this <laughs> one thing. That's true, man. I'm just going to knock them both out and then coast, I think, for the rest cool. of yeah. the episode. What, what What else is new though? It's only one letter away from host. You're already most of the way there. That's a
1: great point. That's
2: a really great it's point. It's two. It's two. This uh, this
1: movie, I feel like, should get some sort of recognition for how pretty it is. Um, yeah. The uh, the cinematography, the like you were saying, like the real on-set locations, like it pays off. It pays off for this Absolutely. movie in a really, really in- interesting way because it does... I think that's part of the visual language that it is differing from the other Marvel movies is how... Uh, grounded the visuals are even when the crazy stuff is happening. It's a significant departure from Marvel's house
2: style. Right. Of stuff, yeah.
1: Right. And I think it would be okay if it was something that we returned to. If we made a habit out of being on location as much as possible for these types of things.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that would be great. Like go to, the re- go to the real quantum realm next time. Don't cheap out and do it in green screen. Cowards.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, the visual parallelism of this movie is very good too. I think there's there's a great example of like uh, whenever Circe and Icarus first, uh, like first, go to that that valley in Babylon in Mesopotamia, mm. like five thousand years ago or when, whenever that is, uh, even the blocking where she comes up behind him and they hold hands like that, and then he turns around and look at her. That is exactly paralleled, exactly repeated. The next time they're in that valley, the blocking is just inverted. Where he walks up behind her, or whichever way is the opposite of the first way they did it. Sure, sure. Um, really stood out to me because Marvel doesn't typically do stuff like yeah. that. That's gotta be Chloe, right? Like, it's Chloe, right? Like, Chloe's direction in this is so we've had some pretty standout directors in the sure. MCU. We've got the Russo brothers, we've got Ryan Coogler. we've got Taika, Waititi. Like, we've got a lot of great, uh, like, really talented, well known directors with pretty signature stylistic elements. But Chloe Zhao feels like she brought. Way more of like mm-hmm. her dramatic style to yeah, this agreed. than I mean, it feels like yeah. we can see more Chloe than I could see Ryan Coogler. Yeah. You know what I mean? It yeah. feels
1: like um, just like you know, Cersei coming up and and grabbing Icarus's hand and having the the re- the repeat of that later flipped. It, it feels very similar to that metaphorically in that as much as we can talk about it's just Chloe being Chloe, it, it is also talking about Marvel letting Chloe be Chloe. Sure, you know, I think yeah. I think that's something that has been such a smart play the MCU for a very long time is, especially as we're going to start to notice, I don't think this will be the end. I think we're going to start getting more directors that are recognized for other things and are bigger deal. And maybe when the Academy Award, the same year they're filming the Marvel movie that they're making. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it stands out more because of how different she was. But I think that's such a smart thing. Completely. To, for Marvel to say, I'm, I'm getting you because of who you are. Mm. Like I'm getting you because Completely. of your style. Um, I can't stop thinking about the Warner Brothers picking up Peter Jackson, and while very much The Hobbit felt like Peter Jackson movies, it didn't. I mean, there was something yeah. too that was like he just had to bend to the will of the pockets, you know. And it was exactly it was dumb. Sure, so, especially for the timing to let Chloe be Chloe right now in in a Absolutely. movie that was an Angelica Film Center type movie, right? That you know, <laughs> right. she did before that. So the. It was almost my super pump. I ended up specifying my super pump a little bit more. um, But almost my super pump was just the diversity of our cast. Um, Both the the diversity of the cast themselves and the diversity of the characters and the lifestyles represented in the characters. It's just uh, refreshing to not see a copy paste of the experiences that we've seen so many times. Like yeah, especially yeah. within something like the MCU, showing that it's listening, growing, and able to adapt in that way, I was really, really impressed. Um, and to top it off, nobody's nobody's character was it, at least in my opinion, nobody's character was subjected to any sort of tokenism. We had yeah um, a deaf character that nothing was made about this character being deaf. Um we have a gay character that really nothing is made about this character being gay. We have a character a character who is a Bollywood actor and it's not played up as some punchline. It's just fun that yeah. that's what he has chosen to do with his life. Um yeah, I just his love
2: his vanity is played for the punchline. Correct. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I just love the respect that we have treated our characters with. Um so it, yeah, almost my super pump.
2: Yeah. Uh, I I might have to super pump and super dump back to back because they do kind of battle each other like Beyblades uh, in a bathtub. But my super pump is the characters, which feels like a cop-out because that's one of the main things that of the movie is mine. the characters that are in it. But my super pump is the characters because like- oh, I know what your super dump is, I think. I can't think of the last time I watched a movie that was like, "Hey, here's ten co protagonists. Yeah, you have to learn and care about all that of we them that we the meet same. in it's that same. movie, right? That we meet in that right. movie. Exactly.
1: Mine's, mine's the same. Doge, by the way. Exactly. And, yeah, like the last how did, time we had we it was, it was that so well. It was maybe six, and five yeah. of them were protagonists. Guardians of the Galaxy did that with half of them. One this. was a tree. Yeah. Uh. Well, no, no, no. And one was you know Yondo. You know yeah, one yeah. of one of them was like we kind of got to know this guy as mm-hmm. well, and that was basically mm-hmm. yeah. it. But yeah. Yeah, it's so also just my the super pump. I'm just, that's why I'm interrupting and
2: jumping. I love this, that. This script does such an incredible job. Like, Cersei's our clear protagonist. Sure. We ha- we get to know 10 Eternals. And I mean, Kit Harrington is really barely in this. That was almost my super dump. We're just like, why? I mean, we didn't even need any of the Cersei and Dane Whitman stuff, well, but we do for the another It's movie, because but... I know who Dane Whitman is that I'm right. unable to super dump that. But yeah, like the, the fact that we have really 10 co protagonists. Uh, with a clear protagonist, but ten, uh, nine other, I, I guess, technically, they're deuteragonists. They're secondary protagonists. Is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, this, yeah. this script, I don't know how it doesn't completely buckle under the weight of getting to know everybody and setting mm-hmm. everybody up. I was mm-hmm. feeling like, honestly, the person who was underutilized the most was angelina jolie so (laughs) kudos to marvel that i guess if they make a script of 10 protagonists and one of them has to be underutilized they're like let's get one of the biggest movie stars ever to be the underutilized one yep and
1: And it feels like you know obviously our survivors at the end of this yeah like if you survive a marvel movie you're probably in the next one so
2: exactly if you survive a marvel movie you've guaranteed yourself a decade of work yeah multi multi multi-billion dollar films within that decade congrats kit yeah, <laughs> Kit, you made it. Kit, you did it. I done one. She's my queen. No, Marvel's your queen now, <laughs> Kit. But so that's my super fun. Uh, it's characters are all so good. So well you. written. They're so well acted, except for uh, one. Can we okay. do it on three? Can we no no, is it all three of us? <gasps> it's it? my oh, super no. dump. You ready on three? Three. Yeah. Two. One? Sprite. Sprite. Sprite yeah. sucks. Yeah. Wow. Sprite's acting super was super dope. Really, really it bad. Was, it was bad.
1: Especially in a moment that I can't help but think about Mount Doom. <laughs> yeah. I've seen Sean Astin scream his head off. Yeah. <laughs> to the protagonist. Like she was, that's also bad sound mixing. I think the, the sound mixing was really weird. It felt like she was just talking the whole time. She's supposed to be, I think what's unfortunate uh, outside of just the casting of Sprite. Um, is she is pitched as an fantastic storyteller. She's pitched as someone who yeah. is the best at telling stories, and they're cheering her on uh in Babylon, you know, and it's just like, no, yeah. no, you just no. you weren't. And you I think, I think since before E.T., you can't just be like, Well, they're a kid. <laughs> they're right. <an> actor. right. <laughs> Henry Thomas ruined that for you. They're an actor. Yep. You know, yeah. Drew Barrymore at four ruined that for me. You know, like they're yeah. They're an actor and Sprite just didn't do it because… And that's what's… A lot of things lined up to make it didn't work… To make it not work for Sprite… Because Sprite's also supposed to be… Uh, two and a half part of a love triangle. Right. Like the half. Like… like Yeah. And, and it just didn't uh, work. And that wasn't just because… It was weird because Sprite is not human and can't grow up, right? Sprite asks herself… Why have I been made this way? And I think, Doge, you've already said the script is good. Yeah. Like the script is good for what Sprite's story is, but it just wasn't delivered very well. Sprite acted well. Sprite is the only thing in this movie to me that was actively bad.
0: Yes. The performance
1: was bad. The portrayal of the character was bad. Every time Sprite was
2: involved, I I hated it. The the actress for Sprite is 14. And that's not a cop-out because there are very talented 14-year-olds. But also important to remember… This person is 14 years sure, old. Sure, yeah. But at the same time, yeah. I already said a, that's not an excuse. Right, exactly. And, and to me, it's like if you want a talented young actor, I hear Millie Bobby Brown likes to do big movies like this. I, mean. I hear that- I mean, we just talked about Sophia Lillis in it. She's a talented young redheaded actress. Oh, we wow. can get in this role. You know oh, what I mean? Wow. Like, yes, that's the there's pick. any number there's any number of talented yeah. young actors. I, I'm, not let's send I'm not saying death sure. threats to this young lady. I would never no, no, say no, that no. ever. No. My whole thing is like, with
1: why would you do this? Yeah, yeah. I was uh, <laughs> again. I think we've already flexed that it's our podcast that so we get to say what we want to. This what I'm going to say is awful. But there was a moment of relief that I was like. Oh, thank you, Cersei, for making sure that she dies someday. (laughs) It was awful. It was awful. The character. Maybe. The character. The young lady. The character.
2: Actually, that extends my super dump, though. Is that, like, the character was acted well, poorly. and, And the script was written well up until that last moment where we went, uh-oh, this is a kid and they're gonna grow up in the real world but Eternals don't grow up so we're gonna give Cersei a magic power she's never had before and explain it as she was connected to the uni-mind and so she could turn her into a human. And I, I only is, have enough
1: power to do it one more time. Like it's Santa's power from Santa Claus 2. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And her that watch is that. gonna go to zero. So, yeah, yeah, that, that is
2: so hand-wavy and stupid. I, yeah. I really did not care for that.
1: Yeah, I think as we're talking about uh, Cersei a little bit, that, uh she, so Gemma Chan as Cersei is the driver for my super group yeah. of characters. Um, she's great, y'all. Mm-hmm. She is, she's going to do so well. I I, I think, um, and again, we're getting a ton of characters from any Marvel movie. They don't just pluck one out, right? Not even with the, you know, charismatic storm that is Robert Downey Jr. It wasn't just him coming to the next movie. Yeah. It was always somebody yeah. else. But I think having Jimi Chan and having our lead for Shang Chi, like I think we're starting to build. I, I can't help but think of those moments that were so magical in the first Avengers when all our crews together. Yep. I can't wait yeah. to get everybody in the same room um, because I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be great.
2: I think it's going to. I'm really very good. excited for for Aquafina for Katie to meet all of these Eternals. Yeah, yes. dude, that will be very fun to. Meet. Yeah, dude. Yes, the dynamic. Hundred percent. The dynamic.
1: And Thor is Kingo's like. He like taught him his ways, or like he was like. Yeah, I love well, that line. It's just fun. It's just fun.
2: Yeah, yep. I think Kumail was great. By the Kumail way, was never a bad choice, but Kumail like was so much better than I even knew to expect him to be in this.
1: His cameraman friend, that was sort of his valet. Uh, his valet, Karun yeah,
2: phenomenal. Yeah,
1: delivered like the, one of the most emotional moments of the movie for me when yes. he like genuinely thanks the Eternals for being allowed yeah. to be a part of this, knowing that the Earth is probably about to end. Yeah, It's very sweet. It's very, very sweet. And I think he is such a, you know, he is uh, not a manifestation, but he's like, there's moments that the MCU still gets to be really funny and really quirky, but that's so comic booky. You know, I think a lot of the times uh, when we have like extended universes before this existed, it felt like if someone was supposed to be there, they're supposed to be like really serious and really part- of it narratively. But to still throw this in, it that worked for me too to have somebody with a camera going along with you. And it's different to have, you know, your driver from the Suicide Squad, Jim Gunn's Suicide Squad, like fighting with them. They didn't, they didn't yeah. realize the guy came in. Like that's a joke. Right. But this one, it did still have some thoughtfulness to it. And I really, yeah. really enjoyed that. Yeah. I think that is really, really fun. <laughs> which is, Which is another thing that this movie managed to still do much like Marvel was be a ton of fun. This movie was a blast to watch. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I don't know. I I don't want to I don't want to defend or like I don't want to puff up the movie larger than I think it is no. in my head yeah. in, in order to counterbalance the unwarranted negativity about it, but I do want to be sensitive to like I hope people haven't been turned off to the idea of this movie like I'm not saying... Obviously, we'll rate it and stuff later. And I don't mean to part the curtain too early or anything. I just don't... I don't want to build it up to where it's about to be like, it's a 10 out of 10. Buy that poster for me 100% no doubt. I'm just saying it's definitely not like a 49% 6.8 out of 10. Right. Like, it's better than that. Well, I think too... A reason I still think we might be pushing for people to go see this movie uh, is, is because I think people are still waiting for a shoe to drop. I think people are still waiting for like the MCU's... Big fluffed up, bad, bad, bad. Their beef. work. yeah. And honestly, yeah. if it wasn't for Chris Hemsworth and uh, Tom Hiddleston, it would have been Thor two. It would have been Thor two, but they they yeah. already they already stamped that. This was scary because it had ten new people, and that's what we're super pumping right now.
2: Is that that yeah. worked? Sure. That's that was what the thing I was so most good. worried about. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that we have both Salma Hayek and Angelina Jolie, both Cena mm-hmm. and Ajac. It feels like were this a different script, we would say we have room for one talented mega actor mm-hmm. in their like late forties. In that stage of their career, we have room mm-hmm. for one and they're gonna play the mother of the team. Right. But like giving both of these women a great spotlight, very different, well written, each each in its own right, well rounded and neither one the tropey mother yep. figure.
1: Yeah. Was hey, and also move.
2: they both really were fantastic. Oh, they oh were so gosh. good! Oh my gosh,
1: I I I like to picture either of them, either either Sama Hayek or Angelina Jolie, getting a script from you know whoever works for them, and it's it's a script, and maybe the first thing they read is the director. It's a Chloe Zhao flick that are coming out. Sold? And you find out it's a Marvel movie though? It's <laughs> so yeah I'm for sure real. They were just like, huh? Yeah,
2: that's like best um, of both worlds. Like dream yeah. director, and oh my gosh, this is gonna payday. make a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, uh, speaking of payday, we got to go to shout announcements.
1: Make that cat. And eat our, all our candy bars. Eat all, eat all of our peanut covered candy bars. It's the best part of the show, the one everybody likes. Nobody skips it because it is so good. It's the shout announcement show. Some of my favorite moments on Two Chunks and a Hunk is right here, mm. right at the precipice of a long, long series mm. that gets me real excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to look back into the library, things like Do You Believe in Magic? Things like um, <laughs> Fast and Furious, when we got started with that.
2: Twilight, uh, the series maybe? was
1: called The Fastest and the Furious." The Fastest and the Furiousest <laughs> and All That Glitters, I think, was the <laughs> name of our, sure mm-hmm, it was. <laughs> our Twilight series. <laughs> we're coming up on one, my friends, and it is Spider-Man. There may be many of you who know that we're super marvel Uh and… Spider-Man's the weird one, right? We've got the relationship with Sony for such a long time. Yes. Uh, And so part of the reason we haven't really talked a lot about Peter's history outside of Tom Holland is just because we didn't… I mean, it was just outside of time, it felt like. And so we're going to spend some time with Toby. We're going to spend some time with Andrew. Toby. And we're just going to get ready for all them Spider-Mans leading up to the release of Spider-Man No No Way Way Home. Home. Mm, that's the one. It's always a question mark. But be on the lookout for that. That starts next week, which means that this week I get to watch a Spider-Man movie. And I'm very I'm excited. Pretty thrilled. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. Pretty That's thrilled. gonna be I'm very excited really, really to look fun. down that calendar schedule and do that. It'll be a lot of Marvel for us. We'll be doing that. I'll also throw in that Hawkeye is happening around that holiday season too. And it feels very appropriately so narratively from the previews we've seen. Mm. So get ready.
2: I just Jordan and I just saw your notification on Slack. Doge, we'd like to finish the podcast now. I'm sorry that I stood up to take a pee pee break before we did shout out. Seems like a lot what of pee pee. Kind of, it was a lot of pee pee. Oh, I've been drinking a, a lot. Break. Had a decaf coffee. Had a full yeti of water. That's 32 ounces.
1: Oh, okay. It's making a lot of sense. Actually, makes quite, quite, quite a lot. It's pee for about 12 and
2: a half minutes. Pee for about 12 and a half minutes. Listen, if this conversation has been as fun for you as it has been <laughs> for us. <laughs> We have a special offer for you to get even more of this kind of conversation. Uh, if your whole vibe with our podcast is like, "I love listening to them, but they're too—they stick to the rules, <laughs> they stay on subject too much, they don't go on enough rabbit trails for me," then we think you'd really like our bonus episodes. On our bonus episodes, it is no rules, just right, um, and we do fun things like never remember how we start them <laughs> and never end them the same way twice. And if that sounds like something you want to have access to, then I've got great news for you. We've got two levels, uh, two support levels on Patreon that you can join and be a part of, and you get access to those bonus episodes at either level. We've got our $3 tier, which gets you those bonus epis. And then we also have our $5 tier, which gives you access to those same uh, formless bonus episodes, as well as access to our our patron-only Discord. And if you've listened for a while, you know we... Talk about our Discord all the time. We it, we refer to it as the, the group text that we are always happy to get notifications uh-huh, in. Uh-huh. I think if you're listening, there's a great chance you've got a group text. Maybe it's a work group text. Maybe it's family group text that every time it dings, you're just like, oh, this is a chore, not a privilege <laughs> to check this notification. Discord is always a privilege. We love the conversations we get to have on there. We love uh, each and every one of the folks who support us at that level. But whether you are a $3 supporter, a $5 supporter or a $0 supporter who's just left us a review on iTunes, we love you very, very much. That's Thanks true. That. And uh, we would love for everybody to love us as much as
1: we love all of you, which is why it's very important. If 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 I were to say that the best thing you could do for us in the whole world is to review us on the Apple Podcast app, then perhaps the second best thing you could ever do is just absolutely blast every single person you know with our podcast. We, uh, we want to continue to grow. We want to continue to... Uh, pop off as the young kids are saying um, and
2: they're all saying it
1: our our greatest asset in uh, the war on being smaller than we want to be always because I want to be bigger than Joe Rogan's podcast um, because I th- I think I know more than him about stuff um, wow. so <laughs> take that Joe <laughs> Jogan <laughs> if I may say if I may be so bold the biggest thing you can do to help us in that regard is tell your friends tell your mom Moms love us. Uh, share this podcast. Share an episode that they would love. Share a little clip. Take a little screen recording of your favorite part and send it to somebody. We, yeah, pirate it. Yeah, pirate I love that. Please, it doesn't affect me in any way. <laughs> uh, yeah, sh- share us with the world uh, as you would. Would you hi- hide it under a bushel? No. No. Would you no. download a car? Yep. It's a victimless crime. <laughs> it's not stealing a car. It's downloading a car. That argument has never made sense to me. It's not. Would you steal your neighbor's car from their driveway? It's. Would you look at your neighbor's car and go, "I want to have that with no repercussions
2: to the person that owns and the did, original"? Would you, would you download that car? I don't think I can do that. I wasn't aware that was an option. But if you could, I definitely would. Because there is no absolutely this source
1: doesn't go away. It's a crazy argument to me.
2: I would be. I would be torrenting something fast, like a Lambr- like a Lamborghini. Yeah. Hey, I'll make I'll make this official statement. This is crazy.
1: Uh, this podcast music. If I ever make a movie, I don't care. I'd rather you torrent it than never see it or listen to it. Mm. I'd rather you Dang. get it illegally than never
2: hear it. I care about art going out to the world, not the money mm. that I make. What's that What's that you see in our hands extended to you? That's right, Grace. Mm. Do whatever you want with this podcast.
1: Oh Can I get the gosh. band up? <laughs> I felt like something we should have talked about
2: before. <laughs> before just… Carter Broadcast wants you to again. pay for this podcast. Carter, Carter's deep in the pocket, a big podcast. Carter thinks podcasts should be exclusive.
1: Carter's never <laughs> worked a real job a in his life. <laughs> life.
2: You won't believe what
1: Carter looks like now. <laughs> Number 10 will shock you.
2: <laughs> Doctors are horrified.
0: <laughs> for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early
1: And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. I'd like to talk about my three favorite Eternals in order, starting with number three. My number three favorite member of the Eternals team, my number three favorite Eternal, and I'm only stalling because I don't remember how to pronounce the name, Makari. yeah. Here's the thing. Makari is a, um, what's what's lovingly referred to as a speedster. The Flash. Um, uh, Quicksilver. Quicksilver. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Ralph Boner. That's not real. Ralph Boner. That's not real. From WandaVision. That's not real. Um, so, yes. We thought he was. Yes. No, it's great. Um, Makari is probably, I think, the best on-screen version of this that we've seen as far as her powers go. Um, her fight with Icarus was so sick. Oh man, the, that was cool. The punch move, man, punch this, move, punch move was amazing. Can I just say that's so encouraging to me? I I was still gonna love what I loved because that's what we preach on this podcast. But I feel like I, I see moments like that, and I'm like, wait, I've seen fast person on superhero movie before. And I didn't want to be just ignorant and be like, I think this is the best I've seen. To it. me. So it makes me, me feel I like think I know it is for sure. But then when y'all agree with yeah. that, on top of that, the fact that Makari is a deaf character played by a deaf actress and that. Um, the group of Eternals, both in fiction and in real life, learned sign language in order to communicate. Like, I, I mean, don't know, dude. I love it. Yeah, it's it cool. films my It fills my heart with warm fuzzies, and I'm a huge fan. I'm here for it. Yeah, that's super my cool. My second favorite is uh, Fastos. Dude rules. Yeah. His powers are so sick. The scene of him at Hiroshima was devastating emotionally to me. Yeah. Um, I understood where he was coming from. I, mean, I loved him finding love for humanity in... Um, his family, and in finding humans that weren't full of hate and malice. I don't know, dude. I loved Fastos. Everything about him was so good. Brian Tyree Henry is my absolute road dog. Have never disliked him in anything. He is amazing.
2: And he's getting me all this cash from this money for box office ball. I feel like we saw him in something recently and we're like, we didn't love him. No, no,
1: no. He was underutilized. It was Kong versus Godzilla versus Kong.
0: Oh, it's he not was that he in that, was, wasn't he? It's what not that he was bad. It's that he was
1: underutilized. Yeah. He was the podcaster. Yeah, I forgot he was in that. Yeah. Um, and then my first place favorite, Eternal, is also my super pump for this movie. And it was tough to narrow down because I had a lot of other options because there, there was a lot I really liked about this movie. My, my super pump for this movie is Barry Keegan's performance as Druig. I was enraptured. Yeah. And I don't think I have ever not been... Um, the three things that I really know him from- By, by Barry? By Barry. yeah. The three things that I yeah. know him from really well are um, uh, Dunkirk, Chernobyl, and now this. And in all three, he has stolen the show. He is amazing. He has this subtlety to him that is heavy. Um, yeah. And he, I don't know, such a young person- was able to like he was be 5,000 or 7,000 years old. <laughs> yeah. Dude, th- yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. I feel like he was born having seen things. Yeah, you know, dude. When you, see, when you say that about people, oh, they've seen things. He, he comes out of the womb and you're like, man, what did the, what happened? He's this this baby has seen something. He's stuff. got the face good? of someone who saw the revolutionary, civil, and both world wars and came out the other side world-weary <laughs> and tired. A hundred percent. Yes. Um, I just think he's fantastic. I think that Druig is Mm -hmm. so interesting that he has created essentially a cult designed to keep people safe from the outside world is so interesting. The way that he bears the weight of responsibility with not excitement, but total acceptance of just like, yeah, that's about what I expected this was going to be. Um, I don't know, man. I I just love Barry Keegan and I love Druig. Hearing you talk about your top three is such a testament to how good they did with this movie. Because mine is, I think I only share one of them, mm. but I can also completely believe you on what you said. Because we did get ten people with ten powers, yep. and not only yeah. did they introduce us to the characters, they introduce us to what they can do, and they're all really cool. Super and cool. And a lot of that has yeah. to do with how you represent it. But even you know, even seeing, um, oh my gosh, Nanjiani, it's not Kilgo, uh, Kingo, Kingo, Kingo. Even seeing Kingo's. Like, give me some time so I can load up a bigger shot. Like, just kind of his powers so in general. Sick. The way it almost felt like it made barrels around his fingers with those fun. Yeah. We haven't really talked about much about how it felt very doctor Strangeian. Oh, it um, did, didn't it? Seeing these things kind of pull up. But yeah, I think I'm probably Druig, Gilgamesh, Cersei. 3-2-1. Gilgamesh was amazing. Gilgamesh was great. I was. I was honestly very sad to see him go. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was so fun, and his powers were super cool. So Doja and I, just, just to part the curtain a little bit, Doge and I did talk about this one specific aspect just for a brief moment on Friday, um, just because I was curious what he thought. Carter, was your read on Gilgamesh and Thena, what, was your read that it was romantic or not romantic? Man, I probably lean romance. Okay. Um, I would have been down if it wasn't. But I'm also down that it's somewhere in between. It could have just been this thing that like Gilgamesh had never truly expressed that, you know, not only… I I think they're best friends. I think they were absolutely best friends. Um, It feels less than our uh, Scarlett Johansson, less than our our Hulk relationship with Black Widow, um, but probably 54% romantic. Hmm. So, it… It never read on screen as romantic to me. I absolutely buy that with that much history and that much closeness there probably was I think some can romance be one-sided. I think he loved her in more of a way and it, he he just never asked. Something that I something. just appreciate is that it seemed like it wasn't important. No, no. No, she was going to grieve him no matter what. They all were going to grieve yeah. if somebody if they lost somebody. Yeah. There was so much talk about just family mm-hmm. in general. You know, this is our celestial fast and
2: furious game. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Movie. Yeah, totally. So, so this movie, come on, do the right thing. <laughs> Face your destiny, join the movie. My kids talk about you every holiday.
1: Um, I think that Eternals is about love. I think that it is ultimately a movie about love and what it looks like when you are 7,000 years old and you have watched people come and go... And the people around you are the tightest relationships you have because they're the only ones that are going to outlast everything else with you and what love looks like. And it's not so much found family as it is forced family in a really interesting way. It's this, mm-hmm. this dynamic of we kind of get on each other's nerves and there's some of us that just straight up don't like each other or just have beef because yeah. we disagree. And yet also when push comes to shove, we are the closest things to each other that anything else could possibly be because we have just had so much under our belts together. And it was very unique. We saw romantic relationships. P- their portrayal aside, we saw romantic relationships. We saw family relationships. We saw friendships. We saw sort of a maternal and child relationship. I don't know, man. I, the, the Eternals is a movie about love to me. Yeah. The way they shot the movie too, when we talk about these relationships is, there's so much history. You know, it's one thing for Steve to go back and get that dance with, with Peggy Carter. Sure. Um, but it's don't make me thing misty to, eyed now. Like, it's nothing to have thousands of years. I mean, to to be able to really, uh, it worked for me. It worked for me. Yeah. Um. Did y'all see who the voice of Crow was? Did you know he even
2: had even had a name? Hey, that was almost my super dump. Is the the Kirby Deviant who sucked people up and absorbed their powers? Yeah, that was totally out of place in this movie. That yeah, it was like a secondhand villain. Well, to me, it's like if you if you're gonna go that route, if you're gonna introduce Crow. Uh, And Crow is a character from the comics. Crow has a romantic relationship with Thena. So I think that's why we get their scene together at the end. It's a little nod to that. If you're going to go that route, if you're going to open the can of worms, that we are no different from the Deviants... We're a tool of the celestial. It's a much
1: deeper conversation than we
2: ever got into that's a here. <laughs> deeper conversation. That's a question the movie's not really willing we'll or literally. capable of answering, and <laughs> yeah, that if we don't get to. It doesn't seem like. Right. That should lead to a team up of Eternals and Deviants fighting to keep the that's Celestial what I from was awakening. For that's really what I thought Such we were going to get. That, dude. that Crow was going to assist the Eternals in absence of. Like he was going to use the powers of the Eternals that he killed. He was going to be the Ajax, be the healer, and also the tank, Gilgamesh, yeah, and assist them in, in keeping Tiamat from from being born. I think that was a huge mistake. What a waste! And of Bill Skarsgård had Sprite's performance been one percent better, that would have been my super. Dump. Yeah, totally. I agree. What a waste
1: of Bill Skarsgård. What? A, there was a point in the movie where I was like, I love every Eternal.
2: Kind of want to see this
1: dude kill all of them and see what happens to him after he absorbs all their power. It's
2: like it's genuinely like the first thing you do when a new Smash comes out and you be Kirby and you suck up all the new characters you do be Kirby. and you see mm-hmm. what yeah you do be Kirby and you see what kind of power Kirby gets when he sucks up Sora. What does Kirby? What does Kirby do? What does Kirby do? I know I was making what fun of you do?
1: about for saying will be Cur- you do be Kirby. That is what I do in Super Smash Brothers a lot is see what you do Kirby be Kirby. Does. Yeah. I don't be
2: Kirby though. Like for I real don't play as Kirby. If I'm not picking,
1: my... Kirby's not even close to my choice. Okay. It's going to be Roy because Roy's our boy. Yeah. But that's just a me, Mario. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a Liu Kang kind of guy. You know? Big fan of the Smash Brothers series. <laughs> Carter actually yeah. whips wholesale cheeks at Super Smash Brothers and then pretends like he doesn't, which is so funny. <laughs> Carter's like, I have I never have done seen one of these before and then comes in. What's it called? An in, is that what you play How on your Nintendo? You <laughs> is that a Grin, 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 grin You Grintendo? can tell I don't play a lot because evidently I whoop, but I just pick the most obscure characters. I'll be like Rob and <laughs> uh, Duck Hunt. I love that you act like that's not what I would have guessed for
2: you though. <laughs> Yeah, you're total Rob. Go
1: ahead. You're such a go Rob. Go ahead and guy. find a way to reach out to us and just guess what each of our Smash Bros. mains are. I told you already that my favorite main is Roy, so you can go for my secondary. That's all right. Um, you know, I think let's talk about larger universal implications. Sure, it's a Marvel movie, so we are allowed to speculate wildly and swing about sure. in the dark. Sure,
2: uh, got a couple of post credits we need to talk oh, about. Oh, hey, yeah. If oh. you
1: haven't watched the movie. Turn it off right now. Just hit pause right now. You got five yeah. seconds, four, three. Hey, I'm about to say juice? a big name, two, See,
2: one. Can y'all believe? Patton Oswalt as <laughs> Pip. I can't believe they got him. Hey, first of all, I love Patton I Oswalt. I know. that's a great, a great choice for but, Pip.
1: Okay, so on the way out of the theater, I was talking to Callie. That's my lovely wife. And I was telling Callie, I think it's awesome Your that wife. Harry Styles is— going to yeah. be in the MCU. I'm interested to see how... Let me finish this because I felt real dumb and she absolutely dunked me. I was like, I'll be interested to see how he does in like a big acting role like this. And she goes, "Um, isn't he one of the main characters in Dunkirk? And I was like, oh yeah, you're right, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot we already saw him and he's amazing. Oh, so yeah, God. it's, it's, um, it's incredible. I am in love with the idea that Mr. Watermelon Sugar himself Is going to be… I'm down. I do think it's going to be great. Of course. And this isn't the first time that we've had… He's the god of love. We've had had music stars come into the MCU. Are we classifying Zendaya as a music star first? uh, Sorry. She had another career. I mean, it felt like she… Didn't she sing before? I'm sure she did. I mean, she was was singing when she was
2: a kiddo. We could talk about Haley. Haley's a music star. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I was going to say next. So… I think it's great. Jeremy Renner <laughs> got his wonderful yeah. country records.
1: Yeah. That's true. I mean, there is nothing. <laughs> Steve you know, Martin. I'm not trying to defend it and make sure it's not like a money grab. We can't say the MCU is not trying to make money. Hello. Yeah, that's why ultimately. I just don't think they exists. have to try that but, hard. So it's hard to define what heads up, what they're heads up doing. hippies. That's why art exists. <laughs> I am down. I I think Harry Styles might feel out of place to some people because of how huge he is not no. to this people. I'll tell you that. This would be like this, this would be like if the MCU was in the 70s like early Harry Gibb and post credits <laughs> no it's like Paul McCartney. Yeah, right. Like, yeah right. Wait, who? <laughs> but I think Harry's oh, didn't you hear? Gonna there's
2: another infinity stone. We got to go find it. Ah, tell me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and he I mean there's already more chemistry between him and Gemma Chan than than what we had from the other two. The whole Dude, him, Harry Styles. It has wasn't been, Jim. It was him with and Andrea Fina and were the big
2: flirt. And I'm come on, that's talent. Talent. Harry. Harry Styles has never met me, and we have chemistry. Yeah, that's true. Harry Styles <laughs> is the grand chemist,
1: the capital C chemist. Harry Styles I rolls, rolls up this. to the Taco Bell drive-through and rolls down his window, and they're like, "What can I get for you today?" And he's like, "I'll have." And they're like,
2: <gasps> "You will."
1: <laughs> yeah, I I saw this beautiful man live. So and and jelly, it changed. It changed yeah. desperately. So, can somebody tell me a little bit about Eros? I, I, yeah. Roman. I, can you dive deep here?
2: Yeah. Let us yeah. know what to expect. Eros is the brother of Thanos. Eros. Yep. Thanos is half-brother sometimes, adopted brother sometimes. But, but basically, Thanos was at one point uh, a kind of second or third generation eternal. I think it was... Oh, crap. I did not remember the... I'm not even going to try to guess which run it was, but anyway, yeah, they're at times brothers with varying degrees of biological closeness, but Pip is uh, the herald of Eros. It's really, I mean, it's it's pretty much exactly what you see here. There's not a ton of like, and Eros goes on to become a a member of the, no, he just kind of hangs out. Uh, I've seen a lot of people online speculating that Eros is going to be a key figure in the cosmic side of the MCU moving forward. That we've got kind of our space-bound folks who are going to be fighting the celestials when they come back to judge Earth. Uh, and then we've got kind of our earthbound folks who are gonna be fighting Kang, and perhaps Kang will fight with the Earthbound folks against the Celestials or the cosmic threat. Amazing. Should be super fun. Gotta
1: be, yeah. gotta be Galactus Wait, what can- coming. Oh, for sure. What can Eros do? Make me fall in love. I'll tell you that right now. What are his powers besides <laughs> I
2: charisma? I don't know. I mean, what are, Thanos, oh. what are Thanos' powers? Thanos doesn't really have any. I mean, I mean there, he, you go. He, there, there you powers, go. It's just, you I know? was so used to all of our other Eternals basically
1: yeah. being like Power Rangers. In, in mythology, he but. is the Roman analog to Aphrodite, correct? Like he is like the male god of love. I, oh, is yeah. he really? Then this is a great casting. This is actually a really, really good casting. Yeah, that's some... Maybe that's why he would have some kind of... I don't know. Um, and then can we talk about Dane Whitman? Yeah. Yeah. The
2: the Black this Knight. This is the Black Knight, right? Mm-hmm. I had in to look it up. The, I, I have no idea. In the 50s when Marvel Comics was like Ace Comics or something like that, there was a character also, his called... his sword looks amazing. of course. character called the Black Knight uh, who was a member of Arthur's Round Table, Sir Percy something or other. Uh, Whitman? Had a blade. Uh, no, it wasn't Whitman. It was a different last name. Had a, a blade made of darkness... Uh, it's called the ebony blade. And uh, we got a shout out to it for earlier not. in the movie, whenever Athena is like practicing with this Excalibur and Sprite's like, is that the ebony Ebony blade? And, and Athena goes, no, it's oh. just Excalibur, uh, which is an interesting qualifier, just Excalibur. Um, but the ebony blade is a sort that is hungry for death, hungry for blood. That's Ooh, why yes. we have the Latin inscription, death will be my reward in the case of the ebony blade the more somebody wields the ebony blade uh it's it's itself thirsty for blood and so it will begin to take over the user and they will Feels begin
1: symbiotic
2: yeah it is it's really similar to the symbiote will begin killing indiscriminately to satiate its bloodlust uh so marvel kind of brought this back whenever uh whenever they became marvel comics i think it was in the 70s maybe early 70s uh dane whitman is the second black knight he's a a long like years and years and years and years, descendant of Sir Percy from Arthur's Roundtable. Really, really ill-defined in the comics. At times, he's uh, head of kind of like Marvel's sort of mixture of Ghostbusters and Men in Black uh, with Blade. Um, and... You know, it, it, he's pretty ill-defined in the comics. Doesn't have a really set personality or affiliations, which is great because the MCU and can kind of do whatever they want. Kind of do whatever. Here's they the want thing: with him, you yeah. don't
1: accidentally cast Kit Harington in a role. No. So I mean, he's gonna. No. He's here.
2: Yeah, he's around. Yeah, I I don't know where he'll show up next. Uh, my money's on Multiverse of Madness because that's Ooh, a fun. magical artifact. Uh, but I could also see him equally at home in the Blade movie or show, whichever one Mahershala Ugh. Ali is going to be in. I forgot
1: Mahershala is about to join the Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: dude. A lot of people are saying that's Mahershala's voice or Jeffrey Wright's voice as oh, Watcher I the Watcher. I assumed it was
1: Mahershala at the end. I don't think it's I, It probably I it's, isn't.
2: I think it's maybe the sword or the, the ghost of the descendant of, here's, you know. Here's what's weird. I thought it was Fury. I did not I think thought it, it was,
1: was Fury. S- Samuel L. L. I didn't Jackson. think so either. It, there is no it credited voice. Currently. Yeah. There is
2: no confirmation anywhere.
1: I did think it was Mahershala.
2: Yeah. Wow. Wow. So he's clearly going, the thing is that he's clearly going to grab the ebony blade to try and somehow hurt Erishim the Celestial because Erishim took his girlfriend. Sure. Right? So who knows whether he'll fit on the cosmic or the kind of multiversal planar war side. But yeah, I'm interested to see what comes next. Now, there's
1: obviously. So, who is the voice? This is Google. The voice isn't named in the credits, but Zhao, Chloe Zhao, recently confirmed that our first guest is correct. It's none other than two time Oscar winner Mahershala Shut
2: Ali. up. Oh, cool. So, that it's feels a like blade? A, a blade, blade connection is 100% With there. Cinderella. Cool. Blade just <laughs> materializes out of the I'm darkness. so excited. That's cool. <laughs> Now, there's
1: obviously about another hour or two of discussion we could just sort of fantasize and have about this movie.
2: When Ereshim returns to judge the earth, my theory is that the tool he will use is
1: Galactus. I have been waiting for about a decade now for a Marvel post-credit scene that is simply the Silver Surfer crashing to earth and saying he is coming with no We did that
2: exact We did that exact scene of the most famous thing is the Silver Surfer crashing into the Sanctum Santorum. Yep,
1: we did it with Hulk uh, we, we did it with, Hulk and I'm waiting for in it individual. to happen again. Yeah. I want it to be in the Sanctum Sanctorum again, and for the vibe to be like nah, this again. Dude. And then it's
2: crash way into the Baxter t- Building. Sure, Come yeah. on, Baxter I'm down. Building, please. I'm yeah,
1: down. whatever that works for me. I guess yeah. the the uh, The movie, the cinematic ties, I guess, are stronger in people's brains to Fantastic Four than they are to anything else yeah. for Silver Surfer. It
2: is time, or fine, just do it. The post credit scene is him crashing into some mansion in Rochester, New York, and it's the X Mansion. Ooh, and we have a whole cast of X Men. Why would you like, say, excuse me? Why would you say something like that? Give me all sweat. Wouldn't that be cool? Why would you give me all sweat? This like did that? really feel X Men, though. We it haven't really had X-Men. a Marvel movie, a Marvel movie with focus on individual power sets in the fight scenes. What a fun, slow play this has been because we've gotten
1: so much, and it feels like, especially in a movie like Eternals, where we're getting just a lot of characters that even some that might know canon better, if you can call sure. it canon in a comic book universe. History, perhaps. Um, yeah, uh, to still not have big hitters in the MCU yet, like like the X Men and the Fantastic Four. Yeah, it blows my mind. That's at least a hundred and four different characters. So my my little <laughs> my little Spidey slut power fantasy is still for anybody who is strong in the MCU to go toe to toe with Spider Man and be like, whoa, this kid's crazy, because there's something inside of me that just always wants Spider Man to be like the strongest thing in the world. Yeah, uh,
2: we got our blue-eyed ever-loving thing to do that though yeah. like like Peter and Ben's relationship mm-hmm. would be great for that yep. it is time
1: to rate this
2: movie
1: we're gonna do that using the scientific cinema skill uh, which is perfect and it is as follows the best thing we can ever say about a movie is on it don't lend it buy, buy that, that poster. poster the next best thing is buy it that's followed by rent it and then stream it after that is Forget It. And last, but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken us. I buy The Eternals. Mm. I legitimately do. I think there were those things that stood out that, you know, you, you guys end up writing something better. Um, but it it doesn't stand out as much to take me down to a rent. And, you know, the MCU is one of the franchises that... I don't find myself comparing it as much to other MCU movies in terms of where it falls. I think there's just… It's top heavy. Sure. And I think that's what makes it so popular is there's just so many good Mm -hmm. ones. You know, I would buy it, and yet I would still call it somewhere in the middle. Like just a a little bit in my top half of my favorite Marvel movies ever, right? But that's a testament to how good our entire library Mm -hmm. is. Just about Mm -hmm. all of
2: it. So I buy it. I think I'm going to buy it as well. And I think for the reason that it is so unlike, I, I am firmly in the camp that this is a significant departure from form for Marvel. Sure. It still feels like Marvel, but it, it feels like when Taco Bell rolls out a new taco, and they're like, we use these same ingredients you know and love. But the shell is made of fried way chicken. We've, <laughs> The way we've combined them will blow your absolute mind. And I feel like that's what Marvel's done here. Like this is is easily a top half Marvel movie, maybe even a top 10 Marvel movie for me. And I think it climbs even higher because it is so unlike anything else. Mm. You know, because I think a lot of my top would be like Thor Ragnarok and Guardians 1 and Guardians 2. And it's like, well, those are really, if you boil each of them, you might end up with a pretty similar reduction at the end of the day, you Mm -hmm. know? Or like, I love Captain America, the Winter Soldier and Iron Man and Iron Man 1 and Iron Man 2 Mm -hmm. and Iron Man 3. And it's like, well, they're kind of, Pretty similar. But this is is a a real outlier to me. Yeah. Uh, So I'm going to buy it. Yeah, I think that's great.
1: Uh, I am renting renting Eternals. Uh, It is a high rent, but it is a rent nonetheless. I think that this movie is important to the MCU. And I think that um, in the same way that we talk about a lot of the ways that Guardians seeped into other things, some of the sensibilities... I think we might find that some of the sensibilities from Eternals begin to seep into future mar- Marvel projects. Not not things that are already done, but three yep. years from now, four years from now, I think we're going to find that things are starting to look a little more like this. And I'm excited for that. I think this was a really, really great first outing for the Eternals. I think that Chloe Zhao obviously has the chops necessary to handle a project of this magnitude. I, I really enjoyed it. It's a a rent for me, but it is a rent with a big smile. It's not like a, uh, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that is going to do it for our Eternals discussion. If you're like, please, no, give me more Marvel. I have good news. If you skip shout announcements, then I'll tell you right now. Next week starts our Spider-Man series where we will march through the Raimi Spider-Menses, the Andrew Garfield-led Spider-Menses. I don't know the directors of those. Um, Mark Webb. Leading up to. Oh, that's appropriate. The third Tom Holland Spider-Man in the MCU. No way home. What a ride. We need to see that one together. Naturally. Yeah, that'd be fun. Naturally. Except it's like Christmas. It's week. like the t- 17th. Is that right? Or is that winter? Oh, yeah. Mm, both. Is it really? Same day. Very interesting. Well, make sure you tune in because we're going to be talking. I'm so pumped to watch Tobey Maguire's first Spider-Man movie this week. I cannot wait. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm like thrilled. I've not watched it in. I bet it's been a decade. Make sure and watch it in the daytime with the lights on, <laughs> yeah, Yeah,
2: home to my scariest movie scene of all time. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. It's right up there with uh, Ian Holmes' face transforming, dude. In terms of child, you, in terms of childhood <laughs> scaries in movies, I otherwise loved. Absolutely, it is. Yeah, man. Oh man. Well. To end
1: today's episode, I'd like for each of us to say our names and to answer this following question. Do you think Icarus
2: is dead? For Two Chunks in a
1: Hunk, I'm Jordan. And no,
2: I don't think he's dead. I'm Doge. In All-Star Superman, Superman pieces out, hangs out by the sun for a little while. And I think that's exactly what Icarus is doing. Uh, we didn't even talk about how Kind of, kind of actually pretty dumb it was that he flew straight to the sun <laughs> after they already lampshaded the Icarus, the boy who t- flew too close to the sun story, like six or seven times <laughs> earlier in the movie. But no, that boy is still alive.
1: That's dumb to you because you knew about that at like two years old. I think some people just needed to know, like,
2: hey. I, me and, me and pop, Barry Keegan both came out of the womb being like, that baby knows about that Icarus. Bo- that, that baby that knows, baby knows about the story of Icarus. <laughs>
1: Uh, I'm Carter, and I think he did, but I think the Celestials are just going to make another version of him. Interesting. So we'll see him again, but it will not be the one that… Really Very changed. interesting. I actually mm-hmm. love that. Restore a him
2: lot. from a, a previous save.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to start warming up my Flood voice. This episode has reminded me how big of a dork you are. Oh. i got to warm up my Flood voice for our Spider-Man series where I absolutely Give it a know shot. that you will tap dance all over. The nerdiness of having read two books that we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to prepare it. Mario. Give it a shot. Ba- ba- Mario. It really lay into Mario, me. Really,
2: really Mario, embarrass me. I am flub. <laughs> I got to work on it.
1: I'll get back to you. <laughs> I feel so bad for Uncle B. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's
1: totally different. That's like yeah. droopy. <laughs> I should have said you're Oh, bother. Oh, here comes Peter. This is a different iteration of Peter, of course. <laughs> not the one from... <laughs> I went to a comic with this guy in it. <laughs> if you zoom in times a thousand, you can see MJ written on the corner of the street. <laughs> it is an illusion created by a villain we have not seen for 20 years. Spider-Man <laughs> is an allegory for the
2: responsibility of men. <laughs> So we're just going to use those clips for my part next Sure. Week. I'm going to delete that Take calendar a week off. I-
1: Take a week yeah. off.
0: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator.